My name is Melissa Gearing and I am The Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. Hi everybody, welcome back to The Naked Naturopath. I wanted to take some time out to just say thank you to everybody who has um, sent me a comment or um, let me know that they're listening into the podcast over the last fortnight because um, it really makes a difference to what what we do and keeps me, me motivated. You know, I've said before on this podcast that it's kind of like you're just talking to yourself, which I feel like I do a lot. So I get sick of my own voice and it's really nice to hear that people are listening in and um, and that you're enjoying it. I also got a request for a couple of podcasts, which I'll be doing over the next couple of fortnights as well. So that's really exciting because I get to talk about things that you want to hear about, not necessarily what just comes out of my head, um, which may not be interesting all the time. So today I wanted to just take you know, this podcast to um, tell you guys about a program that I created a a couple of years ago because we've just revamped it and I'm really excited to release it under its new name Um, and it's had a few over the years, but the MG Herbs 14 Days to Transform Your Life is the new name that we're giving it Uh, because really the, the more that it goes on. The, the longer that we have it, the more we add to it. And now that I've got um, Sam from an exercise background, Sindra with her yoga and her mindfulness techniques and, and all that stuff, it really adds to everything we do and, and brings it um, more into a holistic point of view. Whereas previously from, from me, it was very much herbal and nutritional support. So I, um, I've presented on this a number of times and when I present it, people are always intrigued and interested and have a lot of questions. So if you listen in for the for the podcast today and you have any of that, any questions or anything like that, just let me know. Send me an email. It's info at mgherbs.com.au. And you can also jump on the website and look at what I'm talking about, um, www.mgherbs.com, and just go to the 14 Days to Transform Your Life program and get some more information. However, I'm now I'm going to do that that talk briefly for you today. You know, um, one of the most common questions I get is, uh, "Do you read? You know, your podcast? Do you type them up? Do you read them out? That kind of thing." No, I tend to just do it out of my head, which is why you can hear me thinking sometimes, and I have to stop. But I'm not going to edit that out because I think it's really important, you know, to keep it real and genuine. Um, this one, I'm going to use my PowerPoint that I would normally use if I was to present this talk. But I'm not going to go through all of it because it is a two-hour talk. <laughs> you don't want to have a two-hour podcast. So I think when I do normally present this, I, I always kind of go through the crowd and ask what people think of a detox because if you've ever done a commercial detox, people tend to think it's a painful, um, you know, a, a, quite a painful and, and life-changing situation like you don't eat food for three days or, you know, you, you have headaches and nausea or, um, you know, you can't, you can't share the, the food that you're on the detox with with your family. And for me, I really wanted to create a program that could not only, you know, kind of kickstart people for 14 days, but create long-term sustainable change and be shared with an entire family. You know, all of my recipe books are family-friendly and I don't see the point 
of creating food and cooking food and eating food if you can't share it because that's where a lot of joy comes from. So this detox um, is very different to your commercial detox. And when we look at a commercial detox versus um, a fully supported detox like the 14-day transformation, um, you can really start to see the difference, you know, even if you just start by comparing the food. Uh, the most One of the most common things that I hear with my detox is that there's too much food. So people find that at the start there's a lot of options, there's a lot of food. Um, and the reason I did that is so that you can choose what food you want to eat. And not everybody likes the same food, you know. So if you don't like broccoli, you can swap it for beans or kale or spinach or whatever. So um, there's a lot of food. You cannot detoxify your body if you don't support phase one and phase two through the liver. They're the guys that do the detoxification. And the way that they work is with nutrient support. So if you go on a three-day detox with no food, your body's just going to go into shock. It's going to go into stress. Um, Often there'll be a kickback, so you do feel sick. Your energy is low. You might get headaches. Your blood sugar level will probably drop. And um, it's not going to be beneficial in any way or supportive of a detox. So the 14-day transformation has no starvation period, no pills or powders to replace nutrition, good quality nutrition. There's no liquid There's no liquid diets. I don't want you to mix up powders and have to survive on liquids or just have lemon water or anything like that. It's not a quick fix and it's not a weight loss miracle. People do lose weight, yes, and that's great. But what I want to see is that if you do lose weight, you keep it off and you continue on that weight loss journey, um, which is why after the two weeks you can continue to eat this food. You know, you, even if it becomes one or two meals a night that, you know, the family loves because, they're, you know, the sausage casserole or the nut loaf was a family favourite, you can keep those there. They're not, they're not dangerous to keep eating. You know, it's not the type of diet or detox or fad that you don't want to continue on with. Um, so sustainable, you know, I'll say sustainable 100 times over every day to my clients, but sustainable lifestyle change is what I'm aiming to give people um, and to teach people. So the way that um, this two weeks works, this 14 days, is that we start to prepare the ground for long-term harvest and we set our body up to detox itself efficiently because we do have, you know, processes. Uh, we have organs in our body that are made, literally put there to detox you our liver, our kidneys, our skin, our lymphatics, they're all, they all naturally detox you. So sometimes we need a bit of a, a bit of help, sometimes we need a bit of a clean-up, um, and that's what, you know, we're, we're setting our body up to do, um, do that natural job most effectively and most efficiently. Any weight loss, the, we keep it off. Any energy gained, we're going to maintain that energy long-term. We're going to hold on to it. You know, if you feel great after a two-week detox, why does that have to go away, you know? Um, a comprehensive detoxification program is one of the most fundamental ways to improve your health now and for the future. So let's let's hold on to those benefits. I really believe that our body gives back what we put into it. Um, so we need to look at what we are all putting into our body. Uh, toxicity, you know, our body, like I said, is made to detoxify itself naturally. However, 
our toxicity our toxicity levels in our environment are ever raising it's unavoidable you know we're we're exposed by the air we breathe our lungs our skin our digestive system um, I often say to people that the air we breathe kills some of our good bacteria we have a residual burden of two to three thousand new to nature chemicals invented and released into our environment every year and you know I've talked to you guys about this in previous podcasts you can go back and listen to um, I talked briefly about the roundup you know that is on our shoes we bring it into our into our house it goes in our carpet we then play with our kids on our carpet and we're you know we're exposing ourselves to these um insane insane new to nature chemicals that didn't exist before we don't know what they do but they're in our air our food our water our soil our plants are growing in them you know and that brings us back to the importance of choosing organic food wherever we can or buying it from a farmer who uses minimal herbicides, pesticides, chemicals, all that stuff. Um, We have two types of toxins. We have our outside toxins, which is mainly what I've mentioned so far. So uh, they're called exotoxins, alcohol, nicotine, car fumes, industrial waste, pesticides, herbicides, food additives, colorings, flavorings, pharmaceuticals, recreational drugs, solvents, heavy metals. These are all the things that are in our environment um, that are toxins. Um, then we have our internal toxins. So these are known as endogenous toxins. And our, our body produces toxins by doing its normal processes. These are products that are um, toxins that are produced from metabolism and impaired digestion. So they really emphasize the importance of a healthy gut. Um, and my second book, which comes out in April, is all about the gut, you know, um, So it's called The Gut Blueprint. You can check it out on the website if you want. But if we don't have a good gut, and it's a fundamental philosophy of naturopathy, we always start with the gut. We treat the gut first. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, The dysbiosis is the imbalance of good and bad bacteria. Um, This, The toxic metabolites from that, the byproducts from dysbiosis, can be... Uh, quite toxic as well so the bad bugs produce toxins that are released into our body Uh, when foods aren't digested properly they become fuel for those bugs and you know we're feeding pathogenic bacteria and yeast that we don't want we want to feed the good guys as the bad guys grow and reproduce the good guys actually get pushed out of the way and they die so the term dysbiosis and leaky gut they are you know, ever related back to a variable disease states, depression, chronic fatigue, autism, autoimmunity, reproductive disorders, thyroid disorder, everything, you know, like I said, the gut, the gut is the, the soul of health, like it's where everything happens. So if we look at both the exogenous and the endogenous toxins, we've got a lot of stuff coming in and out and our body's got a huge job to do. And no wonder it needs some help sometimes. Um, the the biggest thing, you know, I know people start kind of freaking out at this point because they're like, well, if my world's toxic, why why aren't we all dead? You know, like why isn't everyone um, kind of, you know, struggling and why isn't everyone sick? There's a notion or an idea of resistance and this is uh, the, you know, the theory that not everybody is equally as vulnerable to toxins. Certainly, everybody does not have the same exposure as well. So there is a certain extent that we can resist the toxins in our life, 
And also the toxins take time to do damage. Um, you know, they can take decades to build up in your system and to start to do damage, you know, cell abnormalities, which lead to horrible things like cancer. Um, that takes that takes time uh, in, in some cases. But resistance is the idea that our bodies have natural systems in place to deal with those toxins and protect ourselves. So factors such as genetics, um, exposure, like I said, uh, exposure during critical windows of development, such as childhood, they all play a role in the body's resistance to toxic burden. You have your modifiable factors that play a role in resistance. So these are the things that we can control and that I focus on um, in my work, diet, lifestyle, exercise, herbs, supplements. They all play a protective role and they're modifiable because they're within our control. And then you have some things that you kind of out of your control that you really uh, can't do a whole lot about once once they're done, like your genetics, um, to some degree. You know, we know that there's more and more change we can that can come about from that we can do with our genes, and we know that food switches our genes on and off, and the idea of nutrigenomics is there. But for the most part, where we live, um, how we've grown up what we ate when we were growing up, they, these are things that we can't, can no longer change. You know, they've already happened. They're in the past. So they're not modifiable. And that's okay. We do the best with what we can. Um, but factors affecting resistance include things like age. We become less resistant as we age. Um, diet and, and lifestyle, like I said, so your nutrient cofactors, your antioxidant status, um, how much calories you're eating every day, exercise. <coughs> Your gut function, we've talked about, how you're digesting your food makes a huge difference. Gut barrier integrity, you know, and that's referring to the idea of leaky gut. Good and bad bugs and how they're functioning is their dysbiosis, which is that imbalance. Your own personal detox capacity. Everybody has a certain amount of capacity to detox, and that depends on many factors. And your baseline immune function. So if you have inflammation in your body, you will be more toxic. So we need to look at that. So many, so many things um, come about because of toxicity, but the most common is probably inflammation, um, autoimmune, uh, fatigue disorder, so what we call mitochondrial disruption. Headaches, migraines are really common. Weight gain, difficulty losing weight, really common, and poor fertility as well. So they're probably the most common symptoms of toxicity. But, you know, it can affect everybody so differently. I think that the easiest thing to do is to start with those modifiable factors. What can you change right now? You're listening to this podcast. If you're in your car, do you have one of those smelly things that's plugged into, you know, the air con? So when the air con's on, it like puts a nice smell through the car. That is increasing your toxicity. That is a like a, a fake smell, a fragrance. It's, you know, it's created. It's artificial. You're breathing it in. It's a toxin. Throw it out. Just don't throw it out the window because the cops might pull you over. But take it off the aircon and let's get rid of it. You know, that's one thing we can change. When Sindra got back from maybe L.A. last time, I think, she brought me this really cool thing and you can get them online. And you plug it into your cigarette lighter and it's got a little uh, pad that you insert. You put an essential oil on it, you insert the pad and the warmth from the cigarette lighter actually disperses the essential oil. It's like an oil burner for your car. So cool. 
There's always options today that you can swap things for. So that's just one thing. If you're sitting at home um, and you've, you know, you you're looking around going, what can I start to change? Let's look at your cleaning products. Let's look at your daily, you know, hair and skin product choices, including your toothpaste, any perfumes, makeup, deodorants. These are all often highly toxic, and there's so many natural alternatives. Yes, you might have to try a few, but I'm sure you had to try a few of the other ones to get the right, you know, product for you anyway. Um, women use over 22 different chemicals, at the average woman, I should say, um, on their face before leaving their house each morning. Do you use hairspray? Do you have to use hairspray? Can we put a natural hairspray in? Can we get, you know, can we, can we stop using perfume? Um, there's lots of natural ways that you can make yourself smell nice. Um, but if you are, if you think that you smell, maybe you do need to detox, you know, that's a really good sign that you are toxic. If you're, if there's a smell coming out of your pores or you've got smelly breath, it generally indicates that something's a bit out of balance inside. Parabens, um, lots of people have heard of parabens as SLS, all those kind of things that go into skincare. Parabens are the most commonly used toxic chemical in our cosmetics. And they were detected in 99% of breast cancer tissue samples in 2012 research. So we need to reassess our morning routine. We need to reassess what we're using in our house. (coughs) Excuse me. I've still got the cough from last fortnight, as you can tell. Um, Yes, I'm taking my herbs, but I'm a bit run down at the moment. (laughs) Um, You know, number two. So that was number one. We can kind of change all our modifiable factors. If you want to know more about that, We have another program called The Mindful Blueprint, which we've done a podcast on previously, and that has a couple of weeks on detoxifying your home. So that might be the one for you if, you know, if you feel like you're eating right um, and you don't have any real weight loss goals, um, then maybe that's the one for you. Maybe go to The Mindful Blueprint and check it out or go back to that other podcast because that'll tell you about all that home stuff. Number two, we need to enhance the body's natural detox capacity as best we can. We can clean up the gut. You know, gut function and leaky gut and fermented foods, that's huge at the moment. So we can clean up the gut function. We can reduce the production of internal toxins by doing that. We can improve the function of our excretory channels by assisting, you know, the liver and the kidney to do their jobs. This is really easy with herbs. And, you know, I always feel like herbs are... You know, kind of like cheating, but in an awesome way, because they're just this amazing concentrated medicinal food um, that will quicken your body's response and fasten the the body's capacity to do its own job, rebalance imbalances in the body, and and help out with all that. Now, like with any detox or diet, or you know, I hate all those words, but um, like with anything, I think one of the most important things that I talk about is the idea that there is no perfect diet and there's no one diet that suits everybody either. So this is a very general approach to creating a healthier lifestyle and putting in all the nutrients that we should be getting every day, but by giving you choices on how you do that so that it suits you and it suits your lifestyle. I live by the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time I do the best that I can Um, you know, and I honestly believe that I am doing the best that I can, um, in terms of what food we choose and, um, where we buy our food and, and what products we use in the house and, um, all that kind of stuff. 
But 20% of the time, I'm going to have a cookie. I'm going to have, you know, a cake. And, um, you know, when I wrote my first book, I, I wrote that I, I really enjoyed a gin and tonic every now and then. That was something that, um, you know, I don't miss it now that I'm pregnant, but I really did enjoy that. So 20% of the time, you do whatever the hell you want and you can enjoy <laughs> that. Um, and then walk away from it. There doesn't need to be any guilt um, and there doesn't need to be any feeling of deprivation when you are in that 80% zone, you should feel great. You should feel like that food is scrummy. Um, you're getting everything you need. You're energetic. Um, you know, 100% perfect diet is not the aim, and I'm, I do not believe that it exists. But if we can avoid the guilty feelings about food, um, that's a huge step in the right direction because they just lead to negative mind states and then usually more poor food choices. You know, oh, so many people think, well, I've had a piece of cake now. I might as well eat the whole cake and I'll forget about that two-week detox I was doing. No, have a piece of cake and then move on. Move on. Forget about it. Enjoy it. You know, enjoy it and love it and then and then just move on. That's okay. Indulgence is okay. We just need to find balance. We've been thrust into a cultural dimension where all or nothing is the attitude to diet and it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You cannot sustain, you know, long-term choices with food on an all-or-nothing attitude um, and that's where people become unwell with food choices and they become obsessed and, and like I said, mental health um, can become involved and, and you can become very negative about it and, and people lose their joy in food and they lose their joy in sharing food, which makes me really sad. <laughs> so we just want balance. We want to find balance. Um, so what what I do is create a meal planner, and the meal planner has really specific nutrients um, which I've chosen to initiate and encourage detox. So you'll probably know by now if you listen to the podcast that I'm a huge fan of food as medicine, and I will use food wherever I can. Um, but you need specific nutrients. You need specific animal proteins. Um, there, yes, there's vegetarian choices, but you know, animal proteins are the best way to do that. And there's anti-inflammatory proteins to the liver that we'll use. Um, we use eggs. If you can't eat eggs, there's other options, but they improve the amino acid capacity um, for thiamine in particular, which is really important for liver function. Heaps of vegetables, heaps of vegetables. We need lots of phytonutrients, and they're the nutrients from plants, phytonutrients, that encourage phase one and phase two to excrete the toxins in the liver. Um, and, you know, fiber, um, other antioxidants, all that kind of stuff is included as well. Super important that we have enough nutrients to allow the body to detox. And then we put a herbal tonic in as well. So you get enough herbs to last you the 14 days. And these are specifically made to, you know, support the body's resistance to toxins. So we talked about resistance where we're looking to increase that. Um, and stimulate the body's natural detox abilities. Herbs really, they kind of, um, they lay the stepping stones for your toxin processing and elimination for long term. So they kind of set you up to keep doing the job that your body was made to do in a really effective way. And they also, they also assist the cells to protect themselves against toxins. So, um, you know, that kind of comes back to that resistance, but they reduce inflammation, they help the cells function at their peak, they keep that beautiful supple um, outside of the cell really nice and strong. 
Saint, you know, something like St. Mary's Thistle alone, that's a herb that I use very often in the clinic and it has been shown to grow the liver back. <laughs> like it's amazing. If you cut your liver in half, it will, it will help to regenerate it after damage. Um, I love St. Mary's Thistle. It's a great herb and it's one of the herbs that we have such good research on. Um, so we're looking to, to kind of put in some cleaners for your kidneys, your lymphatics, your skin, your liver, all that stuff I've been talking about. The herbal tonic just helps to support all of this. And if we are supporting the detox abilities, then we're going to support the ability of the body to shed excess fat, which you know a lot of people want when they're looking at doing a detox. You must support the gut during a detox like you must it's it's a huge part as i've you know kind of mentioned the you can't detox without gut support like i just think it's it's negligent (laughs) gut plays such an important role in defending us against internal toxins that if we kind of left it out and we're trying to clean out all these toxins then um yeah you'll be taking steps backwards so i always put probiotics in my meal uh, my detox planner as well (coughs) sorry my cough again on my recorder, when I cough, it like has these huge lines because <laughs> it gets really loud. So I'm sorry about that if you're in the car. Um, so probiotics are going to help to heal and repair any gut damage, assist optimal functioning, um, and as the bad bacteria dies off, the good guys that we're putting in can come in and take their place. So we're correcting any dysbiosis. Yes, I'm a huge fan of fermented foods. I do workshops. Um, I think we've got another one coming up in May which we weren't going to do, but by, you know, demand, popular demand before I have Bubba, it looks like we'll do another one in May. So if you're interested in that, keep your eye out on Facebook and the website. Um, But in terms of this therapeutic plan, you really need some high-dose probiotics to just start the work. And then after you finish with them, uh, you can definitely put some food in. Definitely. Um, but I'm going to give you a month's worth of probiotics with this because you need that that amount of time to affect a change with probiotics. It's not just a two-week fix. So once you've finished your you know, meal planner, carry on with what you want. You'll finish your herbs, but you'll keep taking your probiotics every day. A comprehensive detox, you know, it's really hard to decide on the amount of time and it, sh- and it depends on the goals, but... It should be around six weeks, but if I give you two weeks worth, it gives you a chance to get a hold of everything and get an idea of everything and and um, also set your specific health goals. So that's a part of this holistic approach as well. And um, that, that allows you to then continue on as you wish. And of course, I'm here to support you. So lots of people come in for a consult after their um, two weeks as well. So that's probably all I want to tell you about that. I I just feel like I have this amazing kind of program sitting there and you can order it online. It's that easy Um, and I can have it all ready for you. You can pick up, you can get it delivered, whatever suits you. But especially coming into into this time of year, like winter, it's people start to feel like a bit gluggy and, um, you know, yeah, we, we detox in spring and we detox in summer, but winter's a really nice time as well. This weather's been really funny and people are feeling really low energy. So um, it's a really good time to do something like this. 
if you have questions, you know, you can email me, get a hold of me, um, however you like. You've got the website there, which is a great tool. And there's also some free recipes from the, the Transforming Your Life program that you can download for free, um, you know, on the resources page. So you can have a look at what kind of food you'll be eating. Um, so jump on the website, check it out. And I hope that, you know, you got some information out of that, whether you want to detox or not. And I'll talk to you in a fortnight. Thanks. Thanks.